Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey folks, and welcome to Typology, the show on which we explore the mystery of the human personality and the mystery of the human adventure through the lens of the Enneagram. My name is Anthony Skinner, your producer and co-host. So happy to have you here for part two of our conversation with Amy and Jess. If you missed last week's conversation, make sure you go back and listen to part one and then join us here for the wrap up part two. Glad you're here. Without any further ado, here is the host of our show, Ian Cron. So let's just talk for a minute about each of the Enneagram types and let's talk about what they look for and need in a friendship. And I, this is not going to be definitive, right? We could probably write a book on each of these, right? But it'd just be fun to kind of think about it. But let's start with sevens and nines and fours, since that's who's on the call. Amy, what do nines look for in friends and what do they need in friends? And they may be two different things. Well, for me, um, I need a comfort level. I really need to be comfortable with you. Mm. Um, to have a deep friendship, I need to know because I have a hard time accepting my eight wing. I have a hard time mm. accepting when I do feel mad. I have a hard time accepting that I get mad at all. I have a hard time accepting that I need a break or to step back or, you know, that stuff is just really hard for me to accept any, anything except for like happy and perfect and fine. And so I need a friend who I know is a safe space for those things. Um, and I've always told my friends, I was like, the most loving thing I will ever do to you if I ever confront you and say, hey, this hurt my feelings. We've got to talk. I was like, there is no greater love that I could give you than that because I would mm. trust so few people. I would trust so few people with my hurt and I would trust so few mm. people with my anger that if I give that to you, please do not take a step back from me. Please try to take it as a gift because that's juicy. Yeah. Well, cause for me, if I, 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 if a relationship gets hard, it's easier for me to just fall asleep on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but if mm -hmm. I love you enough to repair that, that is just the ultimate act of love for me because I'm trusting you with something very, very deep and insecure and that I just won't give to, to many people. So that is the thing that I need the most is that someone's going to accept that and can handle can handle a hard conversation, even though I'm not going to have them mm -hmm. very often. When I do, I need to know someone can handle it. Um, as trust is a big thing for me. I do not, if you are someone who isn't truthful or honest, um, someone who's distant, I need someone who's really genuine. Like I just care a lot that you are. I don't even care who you are or what you are, what your personality is. I just need you to be it. Just please don't pretend to be somebody else. That often yeah. Well, nines have nines do not like you know. I mean, like a little bit like fours, but mm -hmm. different. But it's different. They just nines are what you see or what you get. People, no, there's just there's true. there's no dissembling. No, right. So it's just so they can be a little. They're they're actually kind of off put by people that are uh, over overly image conscious or overly curated, mm -hmm. right? In in the way they present themselves. Jess, what do sevens need and want in a relationship? 
I have to say real quick, my Friendship. husband has said that so many times. Like with me, it's what you see is what you get. Like that's so very true. Mm-hmm. Um, sevens in friendship. I, I, I don't want to disappoint people. I have a hard time in long, longevity in friendship if there's like a constant like feeling like I'm not measuring up or a constant criticalness. I don't mind hard conversations. I want to have them. I don't want like a fake superficial relationship, but if highly critical is difficult for me. And then I would say one of the biggest gifts I've been given by a friend that really changed my life. And she's a Enneagram six is when we're early friends. She used to, if I was kind of having an off day, she would be like, what's, what's going on? Like what's, what's wrong? And I'd be like, nothing, nothing's wrong. I feel amazing because I honestly was trying to push down the not fine so hard and trying to act, uh, trying to be fine so hard that I didn't even know what was going on. And she really like helped me be more aware of like, so we've learned in our friendship that if I'm having an off day and we're about to hang out, I'll text her and be like, FYI, I am grumpy today. It's not you. I don't know what's going on, but I might be weird. Anyway, she has given me the gift of saying, and she just told me this a million times, I like you when you're fun and I like you when you're not fun too. I like you both ways. And that was like the biggest healing thing for me as a seven, because honestly, if I'm having an off time or if I'm if I'm depressed or if I'm anxious, I kind of want to hide because I expect what people want from me is to be on and bring energy to the room and be fun. And so having a friend that doesn't, and you know, Amy doesn't expect that from me either, but having friends in my life that are there for not fun, Jess is the biggest gift of friendship for me, for sure. Anthony, what about you, buddy? You're a four. Speak for the fours. What, what do we look for in friendship? I think and what do we need? Authentic connection. Um, yeah. yeah. For me, it's to be, to have honest, vulnerable, authentic connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not like, I think that says it. Yeah. Not like uh, overly so, but just, you know, yeah. And when I get that, when I have that, I have, uh, it gives me, it, like I'm thinking of one particular friend I have, you know, we have that with each other, but I can, but knowing that I have that, I don't have to have it all the, all the time. We don't have to always go deep or always be transparent or be vulnerable, but we have that kind of as, as a core value. And, you know, we might go there, you know, once a week or once every couple of weeks or whatever. But, uh, but having that is what I definitely need. You know what I think, I think too, with fours, they, I think fours look for friends who understand them. Yeah. Mm. That that's a big theme, right? Do you understand me? Because I don't understand me, so I'm looking for some. You know, you know. So we do you understand me? And and then I think what they need, which is different from what they want, right? What they yes, they need someone who understands them, but they also need someone that can call them to perspective about suffering. Mm. Like, guess what? You're not the only person who suffers. Oh, and by the way, you have all these really great ideas and you talk about them a lot and they're up in your imagination. You really ought to actually do one. Act on it. Like, go do it, you know? Um, I think with ones, let's just, let's just think about all the people we know. I mean, literally one sentence, okay? So with Enneagram ones, I mean, I think what they, what they want in a friendship is 
like reliability, dependability, um, people who show up when they say they're going to show up, people who do what they say they're going to do. They're going to be responsible. They're going to be respectful of, of their, you know, uh, proper behavior um, and all that kind of stuff. And I think what they, but what they also need in a relationship is someone who can take them to the high side of seven yeah, and teach them to let their hair down. Yeah. Right. Anyone want to add? What about twos? What do you think guys? Twos? What do you think twos want and need in a friendship? Twos need somebody who's gonna, who's gonna give back. I don't know if they know that for a long time, Mm -hmm. like they can give and give and give and, and not be even aware that they need to be given back to. But in order to maintain a good friendship with a two, you do need to reciprocate and show them that you care. I think they really want someone that cares as deeply about them as they care. I've said that wrong, but the a mutual, like I think they really long for someone to love them and care about them and their needs as much as they care. Yes. Yes. And I think that what they really, what they need as well is someone who can call out their creativity mm. uh, at the high side of four where, where they really feel like that person is getting, asking them to get in tune to their own needs and to creatively express them and to, and to explore their own creativity because creativity is a very, actually in many ways, a very selfish quote unquote act, right? It's, 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 it's you generating out of yourself something beautiful for the world. Right. And I think, Twos think that their only value is in meeting the needs of others, whereas if they went inside, they could bring out stuff that would be of service to the world in a really rich way. Threes, I think threes, what they look for in a in a friendship is someone who similarly is, is as passionate as they are about succeeding at something. And that might be at running or at doing a company or you know, whatever it might be, they're, they're looking for someone who shares the juice and the passion of, of productivity. What they really need is somebody who calls out their authentic self and, and um, helps them to be more community-minded than uh, lone wolfish in their, in, in their kind of way of being in the world. What do you think about fives? Well, you got I'm thoughts about that? Five. Yay, Amy, bring it. Um, well, a five needs a lot of no drama. You do not come at them. I have learned, like, if I care about what Selena Gomez wore and who she is feuding with, he is not there. (laughs) He's not there today. (laughs) This is nonsense. (laughs) But even in the way you approach him, if you approach him with a problem or something to talk about, and if you do it in a dramatic sense, he's not really going to appreciate that Mm. a lot. So he really just level-headed, no nonsense, um, probably is what he, he likes the most, but he is also, he deeply cares if someone's genuine and he will call it out right away. If he thinks somebody is not, Mm. if he thinks somebody is full of it, he's like, nope, nope, nope. He's got a, he's got a pretty strong sense of discernment there, which maybe he just thinks he knows the most. I don't know. Um, (laughs) We could talk about that if you'd like, Amy, at a later date. <laughs> However, um, you, you know what I think with fives, too, is, you know, they love and need in a friendship someone who shares a common interest. Oh, yes. Yes. Because yeah. you can't – talking about feelings is harder with them. Talking about drama yes. is harder with them. So you need – I always tell my husband, I was like, good grief. Thank goodness we both love college football. It would be – Yeah. That is the thing <laughs> we talk to each other the most is wow. when we're like – 
who's transferring and who won this? And did you see, like, we both love college football and it, thank goodness we both do. Otherwise, I don't know what we talk about sometimes. <laughs> and Amy, we can talk about that later too, if you'd like. All right. Moving on to sixes. I, you know, can I say I one with, thing? Like, as yeah. for a, to, a, to befriend a five, a healthy thing would be to be able to pull them into their heart, into their body, right? Mm-hmm. Out of the head. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To give them a space Very, to feel. Yeah. Yeah. But that's hard. It is so hard. It's so hard. But to be like, you can, you can do that. It's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fives don't, fives don't like to look like they're not experts or something. Oh no. Mm-mm. And so because they feel like their expertise as, is, is as a, at its lowest in the emotional space to get them to go there is hard. Yes. You know, that's like talking to me about like, like, numbers too much you know what i mean like I, i'd be like what what right. like i just it, it's like i feel so incompetent mm-hmm. and inadequate in that area that it would take a real friendship to drag that out yeah, it does. I that. I, sometimes i'll talk to my husband like with social stuff and um because i'm definitely the more social one and i remember this one time you don't love me sharing this story um <laughs> but like we were new to town and we were still really trying to make friends and it was something he doesn't care if we have friends i care it was really, <laughs> and I saw him like standing with this group of men at church. And I was like, oh, yay. Okay. Friends. And I like their wives. And then I, so I'm watching out of the corner of my eye and all the men start laughing except for my husband. And so we get in the car and I'm like, Hey, so I'm not trying to criticize you. I just, I noticed everybody else laughed. I'm like, you didn't laugh. And like, you could have just, you know, thrown it out there and his response he looks me just dead in the face and he goes they should be funnier (laughs) (laughs) well you know amy knows fives can be elitist yeah oh i know what he he might actually have been saying was they should have been as funny as i am yes he and like like like, one of the funniest people that i know he is he can be but he's also he can be elitist but he's also not like he's also super humble and what he tells me all the time because i'll get down on myself or well i'm not smart enough to do this he's like you are smarter than me you are smart i i focus and i work a lot harder but naturally, mm. no, you're the smart one. He's like, I'm not that smart, but I do work really hard to learn anything I can. Mm. I love that. So I was like, he's actually pretty humble. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. In that regard. So I think with sixes. Yeah, sixes, Just sorry. to move us. Move, I, no, 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 no. I just want to, what were you going to say, Jess? Oh, I was just going to say I love a six. Also, mm-hmm. all I right, talk them. to us about sixes. What do you think they love? What do they need? Um, do you love them more than you love a nine? Well, I've got I've collected more nines than sixes, I will say. Um, I think we're talking about a game of gin rummy. Why do I suddenly feel <laughs> like we're playing cards? Yeah, everything hearts normal to look up and realize that you have collected a certain type around you, like, mm-hmm. like wow, I'm really drawn to this type very often. Mm. Um, 
one of my very best friends is a six and she wants loyalty, authenticity. She will show up for everything and anything. That is like a very big value for her. If it's a kid's birthday party, if you're going to the hospital, she will drop everything and she will be there. I think being there is a very big value. She also does not like fake or no, 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 no. They have no time for it. No time for it. Very honest. I think she needs, like she needed me to learn how to be a safe place for hard, honest truths too, because she's like, compulsive is probably the wrong word, compulsively honest. Like she needs to tell the truth in a situation. And I needed to learn when that's hard, I need to be a safe place for that and not brush, brush it off or look at the positive or kind of fluff it up. I need, she needs me to meet her in that space and not be scared of of talking about hard things. I think that's something she's taught me a ton about is you have to feel, feel the feelings and walk through the hard. Yeah. And they're so practical. They're so mm-hmm. down to earth. They're so mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. Um, they are so great to have. I mean, you really, when a six becomes your friend, it's a lifelong deal. You are very lucky. Yes. You are very lucky. And because they're not naturally trusting in the beginning of a friendship. Mm-hmm. They, totally. they really will test it. They'll test it. They'll question. They'll doubt it. They'll do that. But once they're in, man, they are really in. And I think what they need versus what they want is they need encouragement. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times that six is, there's a lot of anxiety. We know that. But there's also, they just need the encouragement that you got this. Like, yes. you know, you can do this. Mm. Like, you got You're it. You're so smart. You're so capable. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, let's go into eights. We did sevens, but let's just talk about eight for a second, and then we're going to zero in on this. But we are kind of talking about the book. We're talking about friendship. That's what the book is about. So with eights, what do you think eights want in a friendship, and what do you think they need? I think they want loyalty too, right? That's a pretty high value. Mm -hmm. Loyalty is huge. I've got a best friend who's an eight, and she wants loyalty, and she wants One thing that she wants is she wants to know that you can stand. She wants to know that you have the backbone to stand up for her in a room that she's not in. And I think she, for her, how she tests that out to be, will you, if you won't stand up for for yourself, I'm not sure that you will stand up for me. Cause I think it took me a while to kind of prove that like, no, I'll stand up for the people I love. I'm actually great at that. Um, But she wasn't sure that I would do that for a long time because she saw me not stand up for myself. <laughs> yeah. They so like when you can meet them with their, myself. yeah, I was going to say they like when you can meet them with the kind of energy they like to come at you with. Yeah. Oh yeah. They love uh, the passion, the energy. And I think that you can handle them disagreeing with you. You need to be able to handle that because they're going to tell you your opinion. It's not, it is not anything personal. Um, and something I learned, it's so funny because I actually would have hated eights a long time ago. Like eights would have scared the absolute because because w- that's the part of me that I like the least. So why is the part of you that it's the part of you that you have? Yeah, it's the part of you that you actually deny and avoid is there, but it's there. Oh, it's there. It's there. I just yeah. like feel guilty for it all the time. So I'm like, you're just living life as that person. You are choosing <laughs> this. My word. Well. 
So here's where eights and fives will look alike, and this is where they cross because they're connected on a line, right? But what I think eights really want in a friendship too is autonomy and independence. Oh yes, they don't want you. They don't want you to be clingy. They don't want you to be too needy. They don't want you to be bleeding heart. They they, they want their own autonomy and independence, right? And so there's a little similarity there with five. Right. And again, they share a line. So th- there's no wonder. Right. Yeah. And, and, um, but what they also need is somebody that can call out that vulnerability mm-hmm. and, and, and create some kind of a container where the, or, or to maybe in the moment to recognize when the aid is being vulnerable and to shut your mouth yeah. mm-hmm. and not make any commentary. And whatever you do, don't make them feel foolish for being vulnerable. Yes. Kind of like when a nine is bringing up something hard, like Amy was talking about. If she's, yes. if she's going to be vulnerable and tell you that she was hurt by something, you got to handle that with care because that is not easy for her. And same with an eight and vulnerability. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So on that on that score, because the book covers your book, and again, everybody, just by way of reminder, we're talking to our friends Amy Weatherly and Jess Johnston, Enneagram Nine with an eight wing, Enneagram Seven with an eight wing. We're talking about uh, their brand new book, which literally the ink is still wet. It's titled <laughs> "Here for It: The Good, The Bad, and the Queso: The How to Guide for Deepening Your Friendships and." doing life together. Um, what do you do? Like the, in the book, you talk about conflict because well, conflict is inevitable in a relationship, right? And, and, and in many ways, it's, it's what makes a relationship have juice, right? Well, how do people deal with conflict in relationships in friendships? Cause I don't think they really know how. Yeah, that's a hard one, but I think yeah, I, I feel like conflict, it's so scary or it can be so scary personally but it oftentimes, if it's done well, it's actually a really connecting thing. Like some time, I can look back at what were conflict moments in friendship, but if they went well, if I was heard or they were heard, we actually, those were founding moments in our friendship where we really became closer because we found out like, okay, you're a safe space. I, we talk a lot about going into it with curiosity. We don't need mm. to sometimes wait so long and we're like all pent up and we, we don't know what to say and we're nervous. And so we're just like, well, you did this, you know, and can come out really accusatory whether we want to or not. But I think being curious, um, I use a lot, like if something hurts my feelings, I try and be, say something like, when you said this, I heard this and that hurt my feelings for this reason. Is that what you meant? Or what did you mean when you say said this? This is what I heard. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. You know, things like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I had to really reframe the way that I think I thought of conflict. And again, I think it goes back to that choose your hard because conflict is hard, but having a relationship that dies away or fades away and is never healed um, and is never the same again is also hard. So if I'm Mm -hmm. faced with that and I'm like, choose my heart, 
you know what? I'm going to choose this conversation because who knows? This conflict could be solved in about two seconds. I am Mm -hmm. often, often surprised by people's reaction. Um, I know there was one time with my friend who's an eight where I was like, listen, I got to be real honest. I am really like reaching out. I'm, I'm doing, I feel like I'm doing all the heavy lifting there. And I feel like you're just absent. I need you to do more. And I was like, that took everything in me to have that. And she was like, you're right. Okay. I'll work at it. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> like I'm often surprised by that. Yes. But it's really, when you address a conflict, if you do your purpose for that should be to heal this rift. It should be to heal this whole, to come together where conflict, I think in our brains, and sounds like two people going in opposite directions. I'm like, no, it's really two people trying to come together to fix this mm-hmm. thing. And, you mm-hmm. know, if someone can't handle the conflict and you've done it the best you can, then that's probably your answer is that that might, that genuinely might be the, the end of that friendship. It might, it might be time to sort of, you know, take a break or backpedal. How do you know when it's time to end a friendship? Because I think a lot of people stay in friendships or, or quote unquote friendships. They were a friendship, then they became something kind of codependent and weird and not healthy, but they stayed in it and called it a friendship anyway. How do you end it? I mean, like, you know, what was that book about necessary endings? You know, like there are necessary endings in friendships, right? Like, how do we do that well? I think we need to normalize it, first of all. I think that we carry a lot of shame about moving on from friendships, whether it's loyalty or I'm not really sure what it is, but it feels like a personal Mm. failure to Mm -hmm. walk away from a friendship. And almost like a, I have this, sometimes I have like a loyalty to what was, Mm -hmm. like we used to have this really special connection. And so I feel loyal to that, even though what exists today (laughs) is no longer that. I think we need to normalize that friendships are sometimes for seasons. And I think we need to empower ourselves to invest intentionally where there's the most life and health. And it's very okay and healthy to, if this friendship is no longer healthy, it's no longer life-giving to move our attention elsewhere and invest in friendships that are. Yes. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a blow up. It can just be, it's okay if it's a fizzle. Oh, yeah. And sometimes people are really disappointed by that. But we just kind of like that can lead to hurt feelings or things like that. But it's really important that we stay in our lane. And sometimes our lanes go different directions. And it's not nobody did anything wrong. It's just we're not on the same track anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have to. Um, I've, I, I'm always one. I'm, I'm, it's so hard for me to end a friendship. I can count on one hand the number of times that I've done it because it makes me feel like I'm a bad person. It makes mm-hmm. me feel like I'm just really not good. <laughs> um, and something that I've had to learn. And so I would stick it out and I would go and I would do things and I would, you know, answer the phone and I would stick in this friendship where I really wasn't enjoying this person anymore. And I finally got to a place where I saw that as Amy, this person enjoys, I mean, this person deserves to be enjoyed. This person Mm -hmm. deserves to have conversations with someone who wants to be in it. This person Mm -hmm. deserves someone who is not irritated at the, you know, because you get to a certain point where you're like, okay, well now I'm just irritated by you all the time. I don't even like the way you chew your food anymore. Um, And and I finally realized like, 
you're being kind of arrogant to think that just your presence, whether it's a healthy presence or bad, is that important or it, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, mm-hmm. you're being so full of yeah, yourself that this yeah. person needs you so bad that you can even show up where you don't want to be and where you probably don't belong. And that that's just so important to this person life that they won't know what to do without you. I'm like, well, that's a little mm. arrogant, isn't it? They'll be, they're, they're probably going to be okay. And, and so many times I would take a step back and realize, well, actually, I like that person just fine. I needed a break. I needed a minute to reassess things that's healthier with a little bit of space between us. And I can actually love them better from here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love I have, that. I have a question. Is that, I don't know if it's a question, but something I've struggled with as a Enneagram 7 is I don't want to be flaky in friendship because mm-hmm. I know that I can go, I can bounce from my enthusiasm is on this person and I'm all in, like I've had a reoccurring thing where, where friends ended up being disappointed because I was so like inviting them to something every other day and buying them presents or whatever. Cause I'm just like a lot, I'm a lot when I'm focused and then my focus shifted and they're like, where are you? They kind of grew to expect this level of enthusiasm. So something that I've had to I'm still trying to figure out is I don't want to be a flaky friend and I want to be consistent, but then it's been hard for me. There's been a few friendships where I I dug in and I was like, I will stay. So help me because I am not going to be flaky. And I stayed too long because I was trying to change that about me. So that's just like a dynamic I'm trying to. I mean, I think it's awesome. I, I do. I think sevens can, can, uh, we call it pedestalizing, putting someone on a pedestal, mm. like like, and you. It's almost like, oh, you're going to be my best friend, and it's like they go all in. Yeah, and the, and the other person receives that, like, oh my gosh, this is the best thing that ever happened. Like this person yes. really cares, and then and all they, of a sudden, fit me so well, like it. Yeah, yeah, and then and then this the other person, if the seven finds another person of interest, mm-hmm. or a new passion, or a new person. with whom they make a a deep connection can feel abandoned and can feel a little bit like um, they're get they got ghosted. You know, it's like they, they were, uh, they were a hot headline for a minute and then the other person moved on. And, you know, I think for sevens that are doing their work to be able to, like you are describing, you know, it's a really, really good thing to realize I have this impact on people Mm -hmm. and I'm a big personality and, I'm a lot of fun to be around. People feel honored or, or happy when, when I express interest in them. But when I turn off the tap suddenly, it's really confusing and disorienting to yeah. that other person, right? They, what, what happened? And then, you know, the resentment can be around uh, this seven isn't very deep. And so they just run from one thing to the next, which isn't right. the truth, but that's what it, that's what the optics of it is, you know, not yeah. doesn't end great. All right. We have been on with you for an hour. <laughs> that is a long interview for us. We don't normally go this long, but that's because this is a great conversation. And we're, again, I just want to remind everybody, we're talking with Amy Weatherly and Jess Johnson, Enneagram 9, Enneagram 7. We're talking about their new book, Here For It, The Good, The Bad, and The Queso. Listen, we are living in an age where everything is about division. And this book is about people coming together. This is about this is a book that's all about how people can forge meaningful friendships in a world of what we 
for lack of a better term, more poetic term, rivenness, where it's all about breaking up, right? And this book is so important and it's so fun too. That's the other thing, right? Like this conversation should be a fun conversation. No, that's, yeah. my, that's my favorite thing to hear. I'm like, when we sent the book to our editors, we're like, both of us, Amy and I, we're like, you cried, but did you also laugh? Yeah. Please right. you also laugh. <laughs> well, I mean, listen, that's that's the way in. That's the that's the part of the secret sauce of good writing is you come in through the door of the imagination and through a little bit of self-deprecating humor. Nothing like it <laughs> actually went over a group of people pretty fast. So anyway, guys, thank you so much for being on the show. This was a real blast. Thank you. Thank you. I loved it. Yeah, it was thank really you. fun. Well, right now, it, I'm looking out my window. There's a Mexican sunset happening. And so the Enneagram 7 in me wants to go outside and watch the sunset. Sun's margarita. But I'm going to go outside in just a moment and watch it. Anthony, I'm sorry it's so cool, cold in Nashville because right now it's 6 o'clock in Mexico and it's in the 60s. So I'm sorry about that. I've got a fire um, going. But, I'm all right. All right. There you go. Amy, Jess, thanks again. Typology friends, please remember, may you have love, may you have joy, may you have peace, may you have healing, may you have rest. Until next time. Bye.